Mishnah, Mishnah Dalad. Um, so, by the way, every time in Empire Yovis, there's always that time when it sort of splits off because various different gears um, um, of Mishnayos have different gears of which Mishnah is one, and they put two together, whatever it may be. So, I'm just going to pick one of them, and you know, just to make it easier for us. But uh, for some people, uh, this I'm going to be stopping in the middle of a Mishnah. But for others, it's one Mishnah. So we'll, we'll do it this way, and this makes it easier just to understand and explain it in a, in a simple manner. So, Perigdalim Mishnah Dalet, Rabbi Levitos Ish Yavne Oime, right? Tells us a very, very important Yusoid. And that is, listen to this. Mo'oid, Mo'oid. Havi Shval Ruach. Now, Shval Ruach, obviously we're going to have to explain, but in a simple term means to be humble. Shetikvas Enoish Rimo. Uh, tikvas is like the goal, the hope of enosh of a person, rima is a worm. Which basically means at the end of a person's days, all that will be left of him is worms eating him up, not much. So, you know, in a nutshell, I guess the mission is telling us, don't be a balgaiva, don't be haughty, don't think a lot of yourself, because at the end of the day, what, what, what's your end going to be? Okay, now we have to understand a few things. One of the most important things we have to understand is what's this ma'oid ma'oid. What is the double lotion over here? In fact, this is an expression that you only uniquely find over here in this Mishnah. I don't think any other Mishnah in Perkyavas has ma'oid ma'oid, even though, as we said in the beginning, all of the Mishnayas of Perkyavas are basically geared towards one goal, and that is Mitzvah's character traits, building on a person to become a better person. So I would have thought that if it's you know very important for something to be stressed, highlighted, and underlined, and in bold, there'd be many, many things that could fall under that category. It seems to be that this Mishnah, Ma'oid Ma'oid, is used, that's not used anywhere else. So obviously there's something unique about this Mishnah, which we're going to have to explain to try and understand in this way. Now, what's interesting to note is that the Perek, Perek Dalad, started with the Mishnah quoting Ben Zayma, that a person, we asked if you remember, the first Mishnah uh, of the Perek was, who is someone that is respected? Who is someone that's respected? So he said someone that gives respect to others, right? That's what... That's what we taught in the very first Mishnah. Now, over here, we're adding something else as a dimension to that, and that is um, a person also has to humble himself and see everyone he meets as better than himself. In fact, in the Chassidish Shisvarim, the way they write this, and there's, there's a lot of discussions and essays on this in, in Big Arichas, and there's famous Rebbe Yitzchak of Badichev and Baal Shem Tov's and all sorts of interesting things about this, and that is... Um, they understand, why does a person have two eyes? The Rabbani Shalom created basically one mouth. Yes, we have two ears, but why do we have two mouth, two eyes? So there's a famous Yushalmi. I'm going to say this answer, it's not the answer we're looking for, but just to mention, there's famous Yushalmi. Yushalmi brings Rabbi Shimon Bayochai, and he says over there that I would have created a person with one ear. Um, but why do we create it with two? So one of them is to listen to uh, to Torah, and the other one is to listen to other people's praises and everything else. Everything has a purpose. Okay, in the Chassidus run, they bring down, why does a person have two eyes? One is to see the good qualities, the positive qualities of other people, and the other one is to see your own imperfections, which obviously none of us really like to see. The truth is that, um, you know, many of us know our own imperfections. We know what we're not good at. We know where we fail we know where we fall, but we don't like to admit it. And it's so easy to see 
it in others. Right? The Mashantav writes that when you see an imperfection in somebody else, it's often a mirror on yourself because you notice, right? It takes one to know one, whatever you want to call it. When you notice somebody else. Now, it's so easy to notice somebody else's. But what's very interesting to know is that when we suffer from the same thing, we come up with a million excuses why it's okay. It's not a problem and why it's understandable and under the circumstances and what do you expect? That's how I grew up. That's my environment. What do you want from me? It's my ninth grade Rebbe. You did that to me. You said that to me and I went off the derech and therefore because of that. But the minute somebody else does it, Ooh, uh, uh, what's, wrong, what's, wrong, what's wrong with him? Obviously, Zuklaval Shemtov, if you're seeing it, the Rabbanjim is showing it to you specifically so that you should see it as a reflection of yourself. And therefore, obviously, you're being shown it in a very important way. Now, I want to speak about two specific things. Um, that was just an introduction to the Mishnah. I want to speak about two specific things which I think are very, very important. And that is like this. The Rav on the Mishnahis over here tells us something which we've spoken about many times. Those of you that have ever learned Orcha Sadiqim, if you've never learned it, you should definitely learn it, because it's the most beautiful Muslims for him ever. We've done it in Shea, maybe we should do it again. The Orcha maybe Taka, we should do it again. The Orcha Sadiqim goes to each Midat. It's absolutely beautiful. It goes to each Midat that we have, explains it, goes through it, talks about the Milas, Chasronas, whatever. He writes many times, and especially writes this in Agdama, and this is also famous from the Rambam as well, Hilchas Deus and Perik Alaf, Halacha Dalad, where the Rambam brings this as well. And he says that when every midah has to be used in an average way. In other words, every midah, there's, you know, there's two spectrums, two ends of the, of the stick. A person should always pick the middle. Right? When it comes to midahs, when it comes to character traits, we always look for the middle ground. Why? Simply because, like the Orchasadikim says in the Akdama, every midah is like spices in a pot of food. If you don't put any in there, it's not going to taste so much. If you put too much in there, it's not going to be good. You need to learn the right balance of how much salt, how much pepper, how much everything else to put in there, but there has to be a balance. So the Archa Sadiqim writes, and the uh, Rambam says a clearly in and that is every midah has to be used in the right way. Right? And we said here before, we said it, I think, a couple of Mishnahites ago, the Maral explains, I think the first Mishnah we mentioned this, the Maral explains, that every character trait, every middle that we have, can all be channeled for the positive, for the good. We have to know how to use it that way. So that's basically what's going on over here. Okay? I'll quote to the Loshan of the Rambam. It's a very, very important Loshan, because it directly discusses our Mishnah. The Rambam says, again, Deus Alev Dalad, Haderech HaYeshara. What is the straight way, what's the right way that a person should go? He midah bainanis. Always be in the middle. Don't be too extreme. On either side. You've got to be bainish. Now, if you look at Perik base in the Rambam, Halacha Gimel, all of a sudden he says like this, the yesh deyesh osa There are certain character traits that is forbidden for a person to act in the middle ground. Ela Go from one end all the way to the other end. Don't use it at all. Don't get involved in it. Don't even try to channel it to the good. Vuhu goiva neiv. That's this Mishnah. Gaiva. When a person is arrogant, it's one of the worst things possible. And that is why the Rambam says, don't even use a little bit of it. It's important for a person to realize. Now, the end of the Mishnah is also telling us something very, very important. Where the end of the Mishnah is telling us, there's a reason for this, right? Because why generally, and we'll talk about there are different types of uh, humbleness, there are different types of gaiva, and that's why the Mishnah says, I'll get to that in a second. But before we get there, let's go to the end of the Mishnah. 
you know, when you go to a Leviah, you go to a Shiva house, but more, I think, more by Leviah, especially for someone that you knew, maybe if it's on someone young, it should, it should make feelings of, wow, here's a young person who had so much going for him. And, and where is he now? It's over. At the end of the day, his life is over. The life that you're given is a present from the Rabbi Nishlam. Every moment you have in this world is a matana from Hashem. We have to thank the Rabbi Nishlam, but more than just thank Hashem. The best way to thank Hashem is to utilize what He gave us. So for example, if I give you a present, you could say thank you. I thank you so much. You can write me a whole letter. It's beautiful. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You know, I appreciate that you have appreciation for what I bought you. But what is the greatest act of appreciation if I see that you're using in the right way what I bought you? Right? For example, I buy you a notepad. Right? I buy you a notepad. Doesn't cost a lot of money. I bought you a notepad. So thank you so much. I needed this. I'm going to use it. Whatever. Oh, that's so nice. You thank me. Then I see him the next day writing in it and beautiful. I feel a lot better than the thank you. Why? Simply because I bought him something and he's actually using it. The Avonshim gave us a gift. It's called life. It's called breath. It's called a neshama. It's called a guf. He gave us a life. We could say thank you, which we have to, and we do every single day, at least three times a day, if not more. But there's something more than that. And that is to utilize what the Rabboni Shalom has given us. That's what's so important, to utilize it. Now, you go to the end of this Mishnah. The Mishnah says, where are you going to end up? You're going to end up with worms eating you. Now, it's not a very, it's a bit of a morbid thought. But the Metzius is, if we would live our life, and the Gemara Brachas talks about this by Rikas also, if we would live our life thinking that, you know, how are we going to end up? Then how could a person be a Balgaiva? What is Gaiva at the end of the day? Gaiva, and again, there's two different forms, we'll get to it. But in a simple manner, Gaiva means I have something over everybody else. I'm superior to everybody else, right? And that makes me do or say things that cause other people stress, harm, distress, whatever it may be. If that's the case, a person should think there's a Mishnah. You're going to end up as, a, as, as, as worms eating you. Nothing. So therefore, think about that and you won't make yourself a Balgaiva. Not only that, think about yourself in comparison to Rabbi Nishim. How was Moshe Rabbeinu? This is the Kasha. How was Moshe Rabbeinu able to be the most humble man on earth if he was a person that Kaviyochel learned with the Rabbi Nishim Bachavusa? He Kaviyochel, he almost saw the Rabbi Nishim. He, he, he talked to the Rabbi Nishim all the time. He was a Navi that didn't require any specific time of Nevuah like all the other Navim. That's why the Gemara tells us in Yavamas, he didn't need, you know, he, he, well, the Gemara Yavamas quoting Gemara Yavamas, he was, he, he was, uh, he made himself a couple of that she purchased from his wife because I could be a Navi anytime, I should talk to you anytime. You're talking about the greatest man ever to walk planet Earth, but yet he was the greatest honor. How does that work? The answer is, okay, because when you see the Rabbi Nishlalem, you see how big that is. Me, I'm tiny. So Moshe Rabbeinu on his level was able to see that. Now, we're not able, obviously, to see that on a day-to-day level. But we can see this in some way. When we think of the Rabbeinu Shalom, we think, like, who are we to be a Balgaiva? Who are we to put other people down? Who are we to make judgments of other people? But even more than that, the way we're meant to do it is by looking at every person as greater than yourself. And that's the greatest thing that you could do. If you start looking at other people as greater than yourself, now you may say, well, that's very nice for him and him. He's talking greater than me. But he's not greater than me and he's not greater than me. The answer is that's not true. Because every person has something over you. Maybe they learn how to learn better. Maybe they, you know, daven better. Maybe they're better at chesed. Maybe they're better, I don't know. Everyone's got something that maybe they're better than you and that you could learn from. It's a chacham alum and the kolodom, right? At the end of the day, everyone has got something that you could learn from. So naturally, what a person is, 
I mean, this is not natural, but what a person should be doing is putting into his head that, that everyone else is better than me. They got something over than me. And that's, uh, by the way, a very, very big, uh, virtue in character building and building yourself. But I want to say a beautiful shot from the Nesiva Shalom, the Heilig Islana Rebbe. Nesiva Shalom explains on this Mishnah, and this is a little bit of a, psycholo- a, psych- a psychological look on the Mishnah, and it talks about human psychology. So if anyone's into human psychology, this is very much talking to you, because it talks about how your brain works, and many people will identify themselves with what we're about to say. The Nesiva Shalom wants to know, why does it say ma'oid ma'oid? What's the double lotion? There's got to be a reason. Yes, we can understand on a simple level, the ma'oid ma'oid is like the Rambam, that because gaiva is one of the worst things possible, so stay far, far away from it, that I hear, you've got to stress, highlight it, bold and underline it, to make sure no one gets anywhere near involved, that I hear. But there's got to be something deeper than that. So the Shiva Shalom explains that he says there are two types of gaiva. And he says that each one is being referred to by the word mo'oid, mo'oid. That each and every single one of them tells you to be avoided. And he explains as follows. Listen carefully. He says that the purest form of gaiva, and this is what most of us would explain gaiva, this is how most of us would understand gaiva, and unfortunately this is how most of us would experience gaiva. The purest form of gaiva is the belief that I am better than somebody else, Right? And such a person, if he has that belief, will demean and hurt other people simply because I am better than everybody else, right? And therefore, um, that's a problem. And obviously, that has no place in the world, has no place in a friendship, no place in, in relationships, and that's a problem. Now, if a person has that problem, that's going to bring itself out not only in a friendship and roommates, it's going to bring out a situation in marriage, it's going to bring it out with workmates, with all sorts of people. I'm superior, I am better. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not superior. It could be you're the boss and they're the worker. But that doesn't mean you're better than them. And that doesn't mean you have to show them that. And that doesn't mean you have to act that way and put them down. Therefore, says the Nesif Shalom, that's number one. Moid, get away from that. Then he says, interestingly enough, there's another form of gaiva, which he calls a little bit less serious. It's not as serious as the first one. And he says, it's a desire for covered and attention. Now, it doesn't come from a, a belief in his own superiority. He doesn't think he's better than anybody else for cared. Often it comes out of a lack of self-esteem. In other words, if a person, and I think this is also why it's so beautiful explanation, because it comes off yesterday's Mishnah. If a person doesn't perceive his own value, then what he has to do, listen carefully, is he has to have other people think he is special in order to feel good about himself. So he craves the attention, he craves the covered, because he himself doesn't feel so good about himself. He's not comfortable in his own skin. He's not comfortable with who he, he is. He doesn't have a relationship with himself. By the way, when it says, to love other people like yourself, the very first step, by the way, is yourself. You have to love yourself also. Yeah, many people, by the way, do not love themselves. They're not happy with themselves. They're not happy with who they are. They're not happy. Now, I'm not saying you have to be happy with, with, with everything you do. We have to improve ourselves. We have to grow. That's what we're here for. But be happy inherently with who you are as a person. Many people are not happy with their own skin. They're not happy with their personalities. The first thing you have to do, before you can even love somebody else, you've got to love yourself. But over here, what we're saying over here, and this is a really hard type of understanding of Gaiva, is it doesn't come because I'm better than you. It comes because of a lack of self-esteem that people don't have that inherent value of themselves, which could have come from the Chinuch system, as we mentioned yesterday, which we're not going to go into again. It could have come from his own parents. It could have come from who knows who. It could have come from anywhere. 
But it's all irrelevant. Right? This is what we're here. We're here to work on it. Let's leave out what happened until now. Let's work on it. A person has to be comfortable in his skin. Comfortable who he is. Realize who he is. Because if not, what's going to happen is, and again, this, this is going to bring itself out in many different relationships. Because again, we live our lives in relationships. Is that if he doesn't have the self-esteem to know that he's inherently good and he's valuable and Hashem loves him and Hashem wants everything from him and he can do it and Hashem sent him down to the world for a purpose and the Kodesh Baruch left him in the world for a purpose after all, we're alive, right? If we're alive, it means we have a mission. If we have a mission, we can do it. Hashem wouldn't have put us in the world if we didn't have a mission, right? If we don't have that, then we need it from everyone else because we're not going to get it from ourselves. And when we crave it from everyone else, we're going to have to act out in ways that are not ourselves. We're going to have to become a Bulgaiva. We're going to have to do things that are, give us covered because otherwise, where are we going to get it from? If a person knows his own value, that's why I think this Nesiva Shalom, the Salon of Rebbe, gives us such a beautiful explanation, very much based on yesterday's Mishnah, to show us the first step is know your value. After that, you're not going to get to Gaiva. But after you've mastered that type of gaiva, you have to master the other type of gaiva, and that is the first one. That's the ma'oid ma'oid. So the Siva Shon, the Shlonim Rebbe, both types of gaiva have to be worked on and have to be avoided at all costs. Like the Ramam says, go to the other side of the spectrum. Don't let it be a middle ground. A person has to realize, you cannot be a balgaiva. You're going to end up in this world eaten by worms. Nothing. Nothing is going to be of you except your actions, your maizim toivim, your mitzvahs, your chesed, your Torah, whatever you do for another yid, that's what it's going to be, is going to be left. Your gaiva cannot be anything that has any substance to it whatsoever. If you feel it's superior to somebody else, you have a problem. If you feel within you that I'm better than someone else and therefore I have to act a certain way, and again... There are certain people that do need to act superior because they're the manager of a store or they're, you know, a rabbi or that whatever it may be, they have to act the way, right? <laughs> but not in a way that's belittling someone else. Because when you, if you're using somebody else to belittle, to build yourself up, that's fake. We've spoken about that by Lashonara, if you remember, right? It's so easy to put somebody else down to build myself up. That's why a person has to be careful. Okay, so there's pride, and then there's also a different type of pride. Both have to be completely eradicated. Both have to be completely gone. And it's important for a person to realize that that's what this Mishnah is telling us. So Mr. tomorrow, the next part of the Mishnah, Rabbi Yerachim Ben Broker, which again, in some Mishnahs, they stick it together as Mishnah Dalad, we'll call that Mishnah Hey. Because again, in some gifts, they have that as Mishnah Hey, and we're going to go with that, Be'ez Hashem, and join us tomorrow, Be'ez Hashem, for that.